Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. It's the footballiest time of the year. With quarterbacks throwing and tailgaters ready for some brats and beer. It's the footballiest time of the year. It's the pig, pig skinniest season of all. With Tebow, Tebowing and Mile High Payton's throwing, it's time for football. It's the pig, pig skinniest time of the Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all is merry wherever you are. It certainly is here, thanks to the great uh, work by the one-man house band, Dick Banks, for that tune. It really puts you in the mood, doesn't it? As if we weren't already in the mood. It's here, everybody. We made it. We really made it. Football is here. It kicks off. On Wednesday night in the Meadowlands, Giants and Cowboys, and then the real thing. You know, I, I, I am happy for football to return. I look forward to sitting in front of the television to watch that game. But really, it's about football Sunday. There's nothing better. People can I just wrote a, a checklist. I encourage you to check that out at NFL.com slash check, S-H-E-K. I just wrote about that. People can wax poetic. People like Billy Crystal can go on and on about baseball's opening day and what it means that the long cold winter's over as a child growing up i frolicked in the snow it wasn't that depressing to me when when the, it was winter time i enjoyed that on the banks of the three rivers much worse to me was going back to school that was always grim labor day we're past labor day officially the worst holiday on the calendar let's keep in mind what it is people it's a celebration of work 
And if you're celebrating work, then you're one of the man's pawns. I say go sell your, your nonsense elsewhere, the man, because I ain't buying. All right, listen, I don't want to get into all that because we've got to jump right into the football talk here. We have much work to do. We are at, it's, a, it's an hour of power, 60 minutes, 60 heart, just like a real football game. Here to help us break it down, we're going to answer all the questions you have for the 2012 NFL season. By the end of this podcast, you'll be ready to go, thanks to the help, in part, of the man seated to my immediate right, as always, from NFL.com and NFL Network, Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you uh, putting me on the show. Sure thing. Listen, you have to be here, and we have a blue ribbon panel put together, including you and behind the glass, as always, Black Tie. There he is. Hello. How are you? Are you excited for football, Black Tie? I'm excited. I cannot stand preseason, so I'm ready to go. You Do you like say, NFL football? You had to say something cynical, didn't <laughs> yeah. you? I thought you were. I, I almost heard some enthusiasm <laughs> no, no. in your voice. Well, I hate preseason. This is what happens to me every year. Football's back, and it's like it's preseason the first like four weeks. It's like no, it's not football. So I agree. Well, Aren't I've you always going said on vacation soon though. I've always said it's a civil war reenactment. Preseason football, you <laughs> you see all the stuff out there, and you think to yourself, "Oh yeah, this is a, look, yeah, they're the Redskins, and 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 uh, they're the Seahawks." Yeah, this is and wait a second, <laughs> it is. It's a, it's as that's what I always say. It's it's like it's a civil war reenactment. You look go watch a civil war reenactment. Like, hey, that Confederate general's drinking a Mountain Dew. Something's <laughs> off with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, all right. Also here, Robert E. Lee's tatted up. Yeah. <laughs> So to break it down here, also with us from the uh, from around the league, our two pals, Dan Hanzus and Mark Sessler, aka Mister Fancy Pants. What's happening, <laughs> fellas? How are you? I'm Good very excited. You. Football Eve is today. It is today. As as we uh, sit here, it is Tuesday. It's Pigskin Eve. I've declared it. Uh, I like that. Oh, nice. The footballiest time of the year. So what I want to do, fellas, it's uh, like I say, I want to break it down here. You see, by the way, so we're past Labor Day, mm-hmm. and the thing the, to finish my point earlier, I think I, I, I'm harried with enthusiasm. <laughs> you know, and uh, my brain is swimming with where we should go as we try to break down this season. The thing that is great about football, if nothing else, at its very worst, what it did at least, as you had to do, I don't know if you hated school as much as I did. I, mm-hmm. I dreaded it. You know, it was it was the worst thing that ever happened to me. School, literally, is I think it's the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened to me. The worst. And when you would have to, you know, it, it would loom. You know, June was nice. July, I'd already start getting that sick feeling in my belly. I knew it was coming. August was just a wash. I couldn't really enjoy it. Do you still get uh, bummed out when you see back-to-school ads on TV? I always do. Still to this day. Labor Day bumps me out, too, I think, because I know what's on the other side of it. I know in my brain, I know it. So I I refuse to celebrate the holiday. And, in fact, I worked on it. I worked a full day on purpose, you know, philosophically, you know, giving the middle finger to the man. I'm not going to play his game. I'm not going to sell it. He dangles shiny keys. Hey, have a day off. (laughs) On the other side, back to school, back to work. Not me. Not me. I'm not going to play ball. So, football was always there, and that was the panacea that made it, uh, that at least made it a little more palatable, the the, uh, the fall. So, all right, let's break it down here. Hanzus, Sessler, Rank, Black Tie. Let's play it like it's a real football game. First quarter, it's a quarterback league, so let's start there. Let's rank the rookie QBs. And by the way, we'll get into our picks. We'll tell you by division who's going to win, who's going to go to the playoffs, so on and so forth. But let's jump right into it here. Rookie QBs, the hot topic, I would say, with the exception of maybe Peyton Manning 
and uh, and uh, Tim Sanchez and, and Mark Tebow and that nonsense. <laughs> Rookie QBs on the tips of everyone's tongue here. Who is going to perform the best there? Will any of their teams be in the postseason? Rank, I start with you. The other guys, I don't think it matters. We can weed out Whedon. We can not talk about Tannehill and all those guys. We it, can? It comes, right out of the no, gate? You're, no, weed, no, you're weeding gonna, out Whedon? All right, go ahead. I mean, what do rookie quarterbacks well, he's not going to the, do that well? Yes. I mean, in okay, the, we have In Mark, the last decade, they do. Mark Sanchez has gotten his team to the NFC Championship. Ben Roethlisberger got to the AFC Dieter title Bob game. got the Rams to the 85 NFC Championship that, game. That doesn't count. I How mean, does that not count? <laughs> I don't think that Dieter Brock reference counts. He was a rookie that season? He was season? a rookie in 85. He played only one season. Is that true? Yeah, it was only 85. All right, good for you. So you've got so the, was a the first in-season point there. Good for you. <laughs> so, but you look at it though, if you, you look at it, it comes down to RG3 and Andrew Luck and I don't think it it even bothers uh any time to spend, you know, talking about those other guys. Andrew Luck though, to me, seems like he's going to have the best season of these guys and we, and I even think that the Colts could surprise some people. I felt the team wasn't as bad as they looked last year. A lot of it was based on the quarterback play of Curtis Painter, Kerry Collins, and all the other curtain jerkers and mid-card jobbers they were bringing out there. Andy Luck could go out and have a, a prolific season. I see him, you know, he's easily going to pass 3,000 yards. Will he flirt with 4,000 yards? I'm not ready to say that. But far and away, I think he's going to be the best. I think, actually, you're, you're, you just missed the biggest name over the last two weeks is Russell Wilson. And, mm-hmm. by the way, he's got the best chance of getting his team to the playoffs. Sessler, how say you? I agree with you. You know, I we did our picks a couple weeks ago on NFL.com, and I, I think Wilson is the one quarterback in this group that, number one, uh, will last through the season and lead the Seahawks to a wild card. The one guy? I don't see a playoff appearance for any of these other rookies. Okay, but you're saying yeah. RG3 and Luck make it through the season. Oh, the yes. Starter. No, not, yeah. as, not as a playoff uh, uh, contender. I, I think Luck, though, I agree with Rank that Luck just looked ready right out of the gate with the Colts. I mean, he just he's productive, you know, unswayed by what was happening out there. He's got that calm, that kind of thing about him that just makes me very confident in what kind of season he'll have. I think, though, Wilson is the quarterback we can't stop talking about because of what he's going to do with that team. He's a nice story, but I think that when the season starts, it's going to be he'll, – he'll be fine, but I don't think it, he, he's not going to turn the league upside down like Cam Newton did last year. Maybe not, but but um, good offensive line, as I always say, and, and it's in fact been validated by a bunch of guys I've spoken with, quarterbacks in the NFL say the same thing. I, when I ask them, it's to say the most important thing you can have as an NFL QB is a good offensive line. With the exception of Rodgers and Roethlisberger, if you do not, uh, if, if that extra half second or so that the O line can give you makes all the difference in the world, and they'll just boot Russell. All this talk about he's not tall enough is so is so hokey to me. All you do is just boot him out constantly. He can run, so you run play action, you run him off the off the right side there, and he's a double threat, and th- then this paralyzes the defense to yeah, some Drew degree. Drew Brees is a uh, not a very tall guy either. I know it's ridiculous. Michael Vick has had success, and so yeah. on. Hanzus, how say you? Well, I have the I have a full on man crush on Andrew Luck. I I do think he's a four thousand yard guy, and I think they'll be better than people think. They won't be a playoff team, the Colts, but I think he will be the best player statistically this season. Wilson has the best team around him. I feel like the hype machine's rolling pretty hard, rolling pretty hard on Wilson at this point. But um, I would say Luck's the best year. Wilson is the best team, and nobody wants to mention RG three. RG3, I feel like the, the luster wore, wore off a little bit in the preseason when it seemed like the, the offense was kind of 
a little vanilla and, and dress down, and, and it seems like that's going to be more of a process. You know what I mean? And then Whedon and Tannehill scare me. But, uh, uh, but let me just say this and uh, before we move on. First of all, RG3 will be the most productive QB in fantasy terms, which I guess equals uh, statistically. I bet you he has the best year because of his ability to, to run the ball. Um, but, you know, also, Hanzoos, I, I, I do caution everybody. Don't do this. It's the Medusa syndrome. When you watch pre- – it was the same thing with preseason football. You know, you, if you look into Medusa's eyes for, for a moment, you turn to stone. Right. If you look at preseason football, it's going to turn your expectations for the season into mush. You understand what I'm saying to you? You don't know what's going to be. You know, based on what the way Shanahan ran his offense. I went, Randy Moss, if you just use your eyeballs, you'd say, well, he's a, he's going to be a bust. But a lot of people, not me, but a lot of people say, oh, wait, they're, they're, they're keeping him under wraps. Right. For, for, for but, I mean, count. people are saying the same thing about Russell Wilson. He had a killer preseason, and now all of a sudden he's going to be on an 11-5 hey, team or something. I, you know, it's... Believe me, I don't think – well, you know what? We'll get to our playoff picks yeah. in, in just a second here. <laughs> Next question here in our first quarter of – preseason preview is or i should say regular season preview you met i i mentioned who might lose their job among the rookie qbs who is the first qb overall to lose their starting gig sessler i start with you well we we wrote this up today actually on the site and i have to go with the oh good around the league and let me promote it too on nfl.com look for around the league Hanzus and Sessler in in our haste to to dig into the hot topics like uh, like Bab Walters and company. <laughs> I didn't mention first of all at Dan Hanzus, at Mark Sessler, NFL. That's why he's Mister Fancy Pants because he wears That's those fine. letters behind there. Um, so yes, make sure you track uh, track down their work on around the league. The best uh, the best place to go for up to the minute updates on all things football done with a bit of mirth. Sessler, please continue. Well, it'd be shabby for me to digress from the pick I just wrote twenty minutes ago for the site, and I picked Tannehill. I I just think that when they took this player, he was rightfully seen as someone that needed time and was a project player. And I think, you know, we'll talk about preseason swaying us off of reality. That initial debut he had, he looked good. But I think we see a lot more of what, how much he doesn't have since. And I think that by week, end of week two, he's going to be demoted for Matt Moore, who really is a more polished and also, yeah. it's it's what the he team the doesn't have. Too. It, it, it's <laughs> yeah. There you go. It doesn't. <laughs> uh, the, that team is so lousy. It seems premature to to force him into the lineup there. Hanzus, how say you? I think Skelton is going to lose the job uh, in Arizona. Uh, neither Skelton or Cobb had a good preseason by any stretch, but they had to give the job to Skelton because Cobb was such a mess. But at the same time. That franchise, I think they're going to go back to Cobb one more time and see if they can salvage this this mess of a uh, acquisition that they made with him. I think Skelton will, will probably struggle early on. They'll go back to Cobb. I'm not saying that's going to work, but I think Skelton loses his job with by October. Poor Larry Fitzgerald. What a waste, yeah. really. It, it, it's it's They almost win that Super Bowl, of course, a few years ago, but if this is the way his career winds up, he never plays with a good quarterback, minus the little window he had with Kurt Warner there. What a waste of a career. Really is a shame, but uh, I guess there's still some meat left on that bone. But you know Skelton and Cobb ain't the answer. Rank, how say you? Both good answers right there. I I would lean that that way. I also think, and this isn't for injury, I I don't think we're going, just a guy getting pulled. 
I think Shanahan is so crazy that at some point he's going to bench RG3 to put Kirk Cousins in there. If Shan- I know you like Shanahan against, but uh, mm-hmm. if he does that one, too far? This, w- this will uh, no, there's nothing too far. <laughs> there's not the, the only limitations on what uh, Shanahan might do with his uh, with his roster is uh, is limited only by your own imagination or, or Shanahan against imagination. All right, uh, to me I think it's about time we see what Ryan Mallett has. You know, the the kid. Tom Brady's a winner in the regular season, sure, and even in the playoffs. But come Super Bowl time, we don't. I think the his body of work speaks for itself. Speaking of Tom Brady, there's a brand new. Uh, I'm, I kid, of course, but uh, there is a brand new NFL or animated uh, um, gem here. You know, that it's a cartoon. It's football. It's Damashek's voice. Two out of three ain't bad. I encourage you to go to NFL.com <laughs> and check that one out. I do. I think I, I'm going to call it right now, like Babe Ruth. There's a sh- this is our best one ever. This is your best one. There's also a new shame report out, too. There, yeah, well, the shame report a few days ago, so look at that one. But, yeah, I think this is the best NFL we've done here. All right. Um, Tony Romo, though, hand Zeus. Let's go to yes. him. What do you think about uh, his ability to win in the postseason? Will he even get there? Well, I on the site, I said that he's the MVP this season, so I better get behind this. I think that uh, – Last year he had the numbers, but the team faltered at the end. I think he puts up similar numbers this year, 35 touchdowns, 105 quarterback rating, you know, 3,500 yards or so. And I think the Cowboys get back to the playoffs finally, and he's your MVP. So, yeah. Rank. It drives me crazy about Tony Romo. And if he played for any other team, for any other circumstances, if if his dad played in the NFL, we'd look at him completely different. This guy was an undrafted free agent. Came out of nowhere, has become a Pro Bowl quarterback. Like you said, his passer rating was off the charts last year. But, of course, he's maligned for what he's done in the playoffs. And we conveniently forget that guys like Peyton Manning have struggled in the playoffs for years. And everybody made excuses for him. And, hey, you know, it's the line. It's this or that. And then he finally broke through about the same same uh, number of years as Tony Romo's in right now. Because what, Peyton Manning was in the league, what, 10 years before he finally won a Super Bowl? This Tony... has been six years, though, Rank. He's had the job forever. This, uh, it's Romo apologists. Forever. Romo apologists. It's a, I completely agree with you about Peyton Manning. Obviously, we've talked about the fact that he's thrown a number of big games away over the course of his career, just like Brett Favre. But Romo barely even gets it. They haven't been to the playoffs now in a couple of years. That's not his fault. He's a quarterback, and it's year. a quarterback league. And it kind of is his right. fault. Manning took six years to win a playoff game. I mean, he made the playoffs two or three times, but it is took him right? six years. Yeah, 2004 yeah. was the first year he won a game. Interesting. Sessler, yeah. wrap it up for us. Um, I mean, I think Romo knows what job he's stepped into. I, I don't think Romo is the problem in Dallas and hasn't been for a long time. I think it's real narrow to talk that way. But listen, you're the Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback. Your job is to win playoff games. That town is no one stepped out of Troy Aikman's shadow, and that's one of the problems Romo faces. And uh, I don't see him doing it this season, no. I I was, you know, rank knows two months ago, I was crazy for this Cowboys team. I was saying they're going to the Super Bowl. I just, it, it, the preseason, that's why you kind of have to wait it out based purely on the injuries. I mean, it really is like watching figure skating. You know, you, you watch figure skating or they're going to fall. You watch preseason hoping that your guys don't get injured. That's basically the point um, that I take away from those exhibition games. I think that... Um, with all those injuries, Miles Austin doesn't touch the field. Jason Witten's out. Desi Bryan has babysitters. It's too it's too much of a mess. <laughs> the only caveat, though, I, I do like what they did 
along the lines of what their in-state uh, foes did, the uh, the Houston Texans, the way the Texans remade their secondary a year ago and then suddenly were one of the best teams in the NFL. The, the Cowboys did the same thing through the draft and free agency. I do love DeMarcus Ware. Um, their offensive line is is uh, continues to be an issue, though. Romo is another guy who you add to that list who can still be successful behind a subpar offensive line, Rodgers, Roethlisberger, and Romo to some degree. But the health issues, I know you make yourself crazy if, if you just if, if you want to fixate on, hey, nobody, that guy can't stay healthy. No one in the NFL stays healthy. They're very, you can count on one hand the guys who are durable guys who never spend any time on the IR. Um Man, that's I, 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 I say no. I think Romo does not uh, does not win a playoff game here. Quickly, does, do any of these three names break into the to the trinity of the so called elite? And we have to do away with the word elite already. I'm sick of hearing that adjective. We need a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, but who breaks into this elite, this top tier? Stafford, Newton, Ryan. How say you, Sessler? I think Newton already is the type of quarterback that's re kind of remaking what the quarterback position is. So I say yes for him. I love um, Matt Ryan as the sleeper here. I think Stafford, you could argue, is in there already. Newton, same thing after this upcoming season. I think he'll make a leap also. But Matt Ryan in that new offense with those weapons, I mean, he could have an outrageous season this year. Rank. Another guy, Matt Ryan, is somebody who has to win a playoff game. I mean, he's looked awful. You know, you, you, you want to put this on Tony Romo and say, look how bad he is. Matt Ryan's been terrible in the playoffs. But I will say... If Matthew Stafford stays healthy, the Lions continue to be the number one passing team in the NFL. He will join that class. Agree. Buzzer. What's that with? What's going on there? End of the first quarter, guys. End of the first. Wow. Black and white tie. He's wearing, <laughs> he's wearing the striped jersey today, apparently. All right, black tie. Here. He actually is going to be a replacement referee. Um, I, I do. I, I'm with Sessler, by the way. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. That's a cool idea. The NFL should run a contest, you know. Run be a some referee. Sort of, yeah, be a referee for a, for a half of football. Um, Cam Newton is the correct answer on that if he is not already in that category. No sophomore slump there. All right, so we begin the second quarter with players except quarterbacks. You have Adrian Peterson's injury. You have CJ2K's awful year last year, MJD's long holdout. Will running back emerge as the league's undisputed best? I have the answer to that question. It may surprise some of you, but I'm going to start it off with Hanzoos. How say you? I think, yes, I think there will be a new name. His name is DeMarco Murray in Dallas. It actually scares me now. Boy, now, you are going know, down with these uh, I'm not, Cowboys. I'm a little nervous about what's happening here. but Your credibility is now tied to the star. I know. This is scary. That's not where I want to be in my life. But I will say that Murray, uh, he was a stud before he went down with that leg, leg injury, and I think he's 100% now. And uh, I could see a 1,500-yard season with 10 touchdowns, and that should put you in that conversation. Rank? Last year, everybody was crazy for Jamal Charles before he went down with that knee injury, and he's he's proven in the past that he can play really well when he's splitting time because two years ago when he had that breakout season, Tom Jones was still getting the majority of the carries there in Kansas City. Now he's going to be there with Peyton Hillis, who will be motivated. So Jamal Charles will go back to being one of the league's – I hate to say elite, but, you know. I mean, I would, for me, LaShawn McCoy is, is going to have a wonderful season because I think the teams are scared of that passing game. That defense is monstrous. It's a great setup for a running back to flourish. He's already flourished. He's a great, he's a great you know, statistically a good back last season. I want to say Trent Richardson, but uh, the injury and also just the situation in that offense, I think he's a, he's a year or two away from really making the impact 
they the, want him to. And also the you know the Browns aspect of that too. <laughs> the Browns aspect, which yeah. is a disaster, a train wreck falling <laughs> off a cliff. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, listen, that's the wrong division to be born into. Right. If you're Trent Richardson, you don't. And by the way, the Bengals maybe have the best defense out of the three teams, uh, the three other teams in the AFC North this year, with Terrell Suggs being out, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed being long in the tooth, Steelers are good, but they've had a lot of injuries with their linebackers. And uh, so, yeah, I am going to say that the correct answer to this is Darren McFadden, who will do nothing less than lead the NFL in rushing this year. All he has to do, if he can stay right for, let's say, 13 games, I think that'll be enough. When when he's on the field— That would be a career high. When he's on the field, he mm-hmm. he is the best running back. He's the most uh, uh, complete. I mean, in, in along with Adrian Peterson, and let's see how he is after the knee injury. The the violent running style combined with the home run hitting ability. There's nobody that matches up with that. You can play again. You can play the game. Who's uh, he's injury prone? He's well, Demarco Murray's injury prone. He's and he's a guy who actually I red flag more than um, if it's even possible to. to worry about somebody getting hurt more than Darren McFadden. Because Murray has gone all the way back through Oklahoma. His entire time with the Sooners was the same thing. He ain't been right since high school. So McFadden's entire NFL career, he's been dinged up. Well, he did have the one season. He did two years ago. I know. Well, listen, that's why I'm glass half full, and apparently you aren't. Maybe maybe the Raiders couldn't afford it, but I think they'll regret letting Bush walk because I don't think McFadden stays healthy. I think we have proof now in his career that this guy is not – a guy can handle 250 carries. Why would you want to put it on him, though? Why I, Why don't they bring in somebody to be a complimentary back? Obviously, you know what McFadden can do when he is healthy. Why don't you just go in with the mindset of, like, you know what, we need to spell him, kind of like what the Chiefs are going to do with Peyton Hillis. I would absolutely put another complimentary piece with them. I think they. I think they believe if we if we you watch Taiwan Jones, I like him. They bring in Goodson. I like that. I think the key is when you see the other side of the coin to what Hansu says is that maybe it's not Michael Bush, but in fact it is that offensive line. It's what they've got going that uh, allows whoever it is getting the ball to to thrive there. Um, by the way, I yeah. Interesting division, too, that AFC West this year. One of those divisions that you can definitely make a case for each of the four teams winning it. All right, next question. Which players will become elite, a la Gronk and Graham, last year? Who do I go to here first rank, I say? I'm going to start in Cincinnati and say A.J. Green is poised to be the breakout star of this season. Elite. I don't know. What, what's with this elite nonsense? I just said breakout star. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I, I'm sorry because I'm feeding into it. I hate right. that word. We must do away with elite. I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> but A.J. Green, because he is going to be the he is the number one passing option there in Cincinnati. It's who, it's who Red Dalton looks for every time he gets into trouble. He had a good year last year. He kind of tailed off at the end that a lot of rookies do when you start playing, you know, 16 games as opposed to 12 in college. This year, you know, full training camp, everything going his way. I look for him to be the guy. Sessler. Well, so are we talking about a player from last season that was sort of off the map? Somebody who is not considered, I, you know, I, uh, to be honest with you, because I, I, I want to keep our harried pace here. I want, I want it to be, uh, we're, we're game ready now. We're playing right. game speed now. It's good lather. So you understand? Yeah. I wanted to call rank on AJ Green there because I feel like that's an easy pick when he he's, already is is I you know by by numbers and beyond he's clearly already one of the top six receivers based on his his work last year I think top eight wide receivers but all right I'm going to let you have it 
That's fine. Can I so, go defense? Go go wild. Jason Pierre-Paul. I think he was. Listen, it's another say, one that. Uh, it's another it, it one possibly that's already a breakout. Was, I think that though. I think that in the off season we've talked about him as becoming this player. I think he really will this season. I mean, he's just the youngest, most dominant lineman on that. I agree. That I think group. he's the defensive uh, player of the year in the NFL. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. Hanzus. Do something bold. Yeah, fellow. well, no, I was going to say Julio Jones, but screw that. That's a little too safe. But I think I, Aaron Rodgers is on the rise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think um, Aaron Hernandez. I think Gronk is going to have another really good year, but I think this is the year where they almost have similar statistics. I could see Aaron Hernandez becoming a 1,000 yard, 10 touchdown guy, and they just gave him a lot of money. And Belichick obviously loves the guy. I think he's going to have a huge season. I like, like him, too, in fantasy terms. Remember where we saw him in the playoffs last year? They were giving him the ball at the goal line. Yeah, they'll right. do that a lot this season. Imagine, if they really do that with him, he is going to be the steal of fantasy. Yeah. Imagine, if, if he gets what if he gets eight or ten touchdowns on handoffs at the goal line, plus whatever he does through the air? Then, yeah, he's going to, like I say, he'll, he'll, he'll be the number one tight end ahead of Jimmy Graham, Gronk, or anyone else. Yes, black tie. Black and white one. tie, I'm sorry. <laughs> going defense on this one. Patrick Peterson, last year he made noise in the return game. I think this year he's going to step up to be one of the top three or four corners in the game. Primetime Sanders says he's going to be the top cornerback. He's going to vault past uh, Darrell Revis. I guess we should listen to, uh, to Primetime when he speaks. I'll give you two. I know I'm not supposed to say a QB here. Black and white tie. I hope you won't throw the yellow flag at me for this one. Jake Locker is going to break through in a major way. I'll tip my hand here and say that those Titans are going to the playoffs. are going to get a wild card there on his right arm and his two legs running the ball. Poor man's Cam Newton this season. Beware of him and what they're going to do. Ironically, the only guy who I'm down on with the Titans is Chris Johnson. And back to an earlier point uh, Rank made, Jamal Charles has that slight build. He makes me nervous. I wonder if this is going to be – we always predicted it before he ever got hurt. He was, oh, he's too slight. He's going to get banged up. He can't be a 20-carry a game back. And, in fact, Todd Haley must have agreed with that because he was pounding Thomas Jones, if, if you'll recall. I wonder if Jamal Charles is just going to be one of those guys who's chronically dinged up because of his slight build, and Chris Johnson might be too. But, as I say, there, that will be moot in Nashville because they're going to be throwing the ball quite a bit this year in a big way. And John Baldwin is my other breakout star. He gets a mulligan. He punches the aforementioned Thomas Jones, ends the first <laughs> half of his season last year. But when you've watched him play, he's 6'4". He's got that kind of T.O., not even T.O., Plexico kind of, kind of vibe to him, which is just have him run – Way upfield, hey, Dwayne Bow, you run the tough routes. Uh, uh, Dexter McCluster and Tony Moiaki and Steve Breston. Hey, John Baldwin, you run as fast as you can, as far as you can. I'll throw it up there for you. There are three things that can happen. It could get picked off. It could get. Uh, it could be incomplete, and it, or it could be caught. And when you have a guy like that, physical, long guy like that, the negative option, the interception, is likely never going to happen as long as he's uh, alert about where the ball is in the air. The DB's never going to pick it off. All right, so John Baldwin, massive year this year, top 15 statistically among wide receivers. By year's end, he will be the number one weapon there, not Dwayne Bow. Next, which established star? I like this question quite a bit. I'm not even sure I have a great answer for it. Which established star will begin a free fall into obscurity. Mark Sessler, you came up with this question, so I turn to you first. I'm going to uh, suggest that Carson Palmer will not be an Oakland Raider next season and, and may not have a job next season. All right, this uh, 
I, I, I have to say, I feel this is another one of uh, uh, this is he, Carson Palmer hasn't been good in four or five years now. <laughs> he suffers from the Drew Bledsoe, uh, Bledsoe effect where we talk about like, oh, this cannon arm guy. Right. Boy, he's got a rock. He's like, based on what? He, he hasn't had it in four or five years. Well, I don't disagree that he's not, you know, a premier quarterback, but I think he's, you know, the Raiders certainly think he's a starting quarterback and gave up a lot for him. And uh, for him to be out of the game a season from now would be something that I think some people would be surprised by. Hands Can I just say it was a disgraceful 30 seconds for Sessler? Cause Why? Not only does he go Carson Palmer there, he also that was my question. You set it up as a, it was his question. Oh, I'm and sorry. And then he didn't even correct. He didn't say that no. Is I, shame. I, I don't mine. interrupt the flow of no, the show. Is I'm just going to feed yeah, you an were, answer. I'm just you were so it. happy to take credit for that. Like, oh, yeah, I, I, I also was, didn't you know take credit. Great, and it comes up with credit. a JV answer on it I and everything. I also did not take credit for it. I just did my duty. I love Mark. Please. He's a great uh, colleague of mine and oh, a friend, but that was way out of line, dude. Mr. Well, fancy Pants. Wow. Classic, <laughs> classic Fancy Pants. No. Um, <laughs> classic Fancy Pants. Uh, Uh-oh. The sec- Let us know. Are we in the two-minute warning here in the first half, black and white tie? Half time. What are you talking Wait, about? Second, you, didn't, you didn't even give us a two-minute warning. Nope. We're still going. No. By <laughs> the way, before this show began, Dan told me that Carson Palmer was his answer and he needed to wow, come up now with it's another just one. Ugly. No, I mean, right? Yeah, no. It's true. Okay, so let's continue. And then you want to throw him under the bus? It's I, not bad enough. Listen, you took credit. I just, Quick I, answers. Fr- but black tie. All right. You know what? You know what? I get, it's halftime. The band's coming out onto the field. <laughs> <laughs> the band's out on the field. Um, all Lovely. right. Let's. We have some uh, some halftime entertainment. <laughs> we have a band ready to perform here. Uh, a golden oldie about uh, one of the most prominent faces in the NFL in the 21st century. One last time, let's say goodbye to T.O. T.O. is crying He don't like the Cowboys getting beat It's really unfair T.O. is crying He don't want Romo taking no heat. It's my quarterback. Yeah, he's been sobbing like a baby. We lost his team. But his team ain't gonna win the NFC. Wow. Mm. Wow, I'm getting a little misty. Great work, though, by the one-man house band, Dick Banks. I don't think you needed to expose yourself in the in the manner you did on the stage, Dick Banks, but that's, uh, that's your business, and the league will surely be investigating that. But let's begin the third quarter, and do we want to start to pick up where we left off here? I do want to hear, Hanzoos, your answer. What star is going to fall off this year? Uh, Alex Smith was my pick because I, I was <laughs> never. He's in. not a star. What? What? All right, that's fine. He's established. Whatever. <laughs> so he's going to have a bum season. In other words, that's a yeah, bet. No, I think I, I think he's on the way up, and he's on a Super Bowl contender. I think it would be a big fall for him. So Colin Kaepernick obscured. takes the gig this year. I think uh, I think they could turn to him. I think it's possible. Rank Michael Turner. 
will start the inevitable decline to obscurity. The Falcons are going to become a passing team. They're going to run a lot of three wide receiver sets. Dirk Cutter, the offensive coordinator, has already said so. Jaquiz Rogers is going to come up and become a more prominent part of the offense. Uh, you know what? Michael Turner, Alex Smith, these are your answers. I think I think uh, it's JV. How say you, Fish Tank? Oh, you guys agree. Now, you want bold. You want somebody, to, a, a bold star whose fall is going. I could say Ed Reed and Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis, I, I don't even think that's bold enough because he's, the, the idea that he's the one of the best linebackers in the NFL is, is, is so hokey at this point. Troy Polamalu is my answer. That's the mm. bold. That's a bold. I think he's going to get really exposed this year. I think team after team, watch this be the story. In Pittsburgh this year, if they are not a good team, if they're nine and seven or worse, you watch. The teams are going to do what the Patriots did all last season with their tight ends. They're just going to attack those Steeler safeties who are not great in coverage, and uh, and that could be a real problem if they don't get a a a, a, ver- a severe pass rush going. All right, now on to the proper third quarter questions. What's this year's division of death? That's a soccer reference. Black Tie wrote that one. That's why, that's why Division of Death. Hanzus, I begin with you. NFC North would be my Division of uh, Death if the Vikings didn't suck. But I'm going to go with the NFC East because I think that they have the most balance up and down the division. I think every team could conceivably win at least eight games. So it would be tough to go in there and have any gimmies when you're playing that division. So I'll go Rank, how say you? See, but I will say the NFC North because there will be three teams from that division who go to the playoffs, the Bears, the Packers, the Lions. The Bears will win that. Oh, I don't want to tip my hand. Tip it, tip it. You've Bears, tipped. It's tipped. It's too late. The Bears will win that division. The Packers will go as a wild card. All right, I've, I, you know, a few other people are, are more are, are starting to make that pick. I do love Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall this year, and Alshon Jeffrey is a big factor too. If you were to make an X factor for every team, Jeffrey is a big one on that team because now you have Devin Hester purely just yeah again taking the top off the defense <laughs> as they say, and Alshon Jeffrey will draw coverage and. If teams focus too much on Brandon Marshall, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, who is classic diva material. The only reason he wasn't a first-round pick is because of his uh, so-called character issues. And I guess he doesn't run a great straight-ahead 40 time. But uh, And plus you have plus you have uh, Earl Bennett, his, uh, Cutler's pal from Vandy. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a dangerous passing game. Plus you throw Forte in there. A good case can be made that those are the two best teams in the NFC, Bears and, and Packers. Sessler, how say you? I'll go with AFC West. I like that. <clears throat> I think you got a lot of teams here that um, kind of weird stuff happening. They're going to eat each other up. I, I think it's going to spell problems for the Denver Broncos, who a couple weeks ago we we debated, are they going to make the mm-hmm. playoffs? And I said they aren't, and I think one of the big factors there is that the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Chargers are going to be nipping at them all season. And I, I, I think the winner of this division comes out about 8-8, eight 9-7. Eight, and seven. Well, we're not trying to evaluate here what division is best, and so we're talking about which is going to be the, I guess, which is going to be the toughest fight to, to get the top spot. And just to acknowledge it, well, they're the, the other two, probably perennially the two toughest divisions uh, in, in, uh, in either conference. The AFC North, you have Pittsburgh and Baltimore, and now Cincinnati, Cincinnati banged up now because of the preseason on, on the offensive line. I would like to pick them to win the division. I wouldn't like to, but I, I feel like that would have been the team to beat. But now I think they're kind of messed up in the worst place they can be messed up with a young QB. There, That's a really tough call. Baltimore with no Suggs 
probably for at least half the year. Um, Steelers, some major losses. They were ready to transform, not just themselves, but philosophically. I would I would have called for all this quarterback talk. Everybody passes, you know, 55, 60% of the time. The Steelers were ready to get back to a grind it out, three yards in a cloud of dust kind of offense until DeCastro goes down. Mike Adams, the left tackle, doesn't pan out. I think he eventually will. But so that's a really tough division to call. But I'll go with the NFC East. Good luck picking who's – what if RG3 is as good as Cam Newton was last year? They they The difference with the between the Panthers and the Redskins is the Redskins have a good defense. And Shanahan, for all the jokes we make, he did win two Super Bowls. He did look like one of the best coaches in the NFL eight years ago. So it'll be interesting there. Plus, the Eagle, Eagles are now the redeemed team. Cowboys, like we talk about, are interesting at least. And then you have the, def- the defending Super Bowl champs. Everybody's sleeping on them, including me. That's, a, I, that's the, the most rugged division. Or the t- I think the toughest one to, to say who's going to win it. Next question. Who is the sleeper team? No one's talking about rank. I think I've already announced who that's going to be. My pick there in the Tennessee Titans, Jake Locker and company. But how say you, rank? The Carolina Panthers will win the NFC South. Wow, that's a no. That division is a really rough it's one. It's a tough one. Yeah, to call we who's going to win it. Yeah, nobody mentioned them in our last uh, set of questions. That's a team. They were a defense away from being really competitive. They did well in the draft. I think the defense comes together enough. And the offense will continue to improve. They, Mike Tolbert is not a big name, and you don't uh, equate it like, well, this is a superstar coming over to, to settle this team down. But they're going to be one of those teams. No, it's an X factor, though. It's not exactly. your best player. It's an X factor. guy. Exactly. Yeah. And they'll be able to shorten a lot of games because they will be able to run the ball pretty well. Look for them. Sessler, how say you? Well, I mean, I, <clears throat> I talked about uh, Wilson leading – the Seahawks to the playoffs, and that, that's my pick right there because I think I think that's gotten like a hotter topic in the last couple of weeks. But a month ago, you know, the Seahawks weren't taken very seriously. I think that the this, the difference there is that that team buys into Pete Carroll, which that either was going to happen mm-hmm. or not happen at all. And if it hadn't happened at all, I think Pete Carroll would be in a disastrous situation. But they do. They're playing with a ton of energy. I, I think that vul- the 49ers are vulnerable potentially. Um, talking about what Dan said with Alex Smith. That is a wild card quarterback right there. Seahawks. I love it. And, you know, people have been kind of down on Marshawn Lynch the last couple or few weeks. I guess, you know, is he going to be is he going to be suspended at the start of the year? Whatever. Listen, he's running behind a great offensive line. He's coming off of a dynamite 2011 season. They have interesting names at wide receiver at the very least, and their defense is great. They're going to be in almost every game they play. And, you know, a sleeper team, by the way, I don't think it's going to be a good team. But one year ago, if you could get into the, our DeLorean, our, uh, uh, our souped-up DeLorean that Rank and I get into, and by the way, be on the lookout for that coming up later in the week. We're going to jump in for Sheck to the Future. We're going to jump to next Tuesday and, and tell you who wins all the big games this week. Um, if you could do that, I would remind – because I think it's hard to really remember this. People are like, what? I don't think uh, – that can't be right. Almost everybody was picking the Rams to win the division last year because of their pool of talent. Steve Spagnolo, the the wisdom, the, the the whispers I've heard is he just was not one of those guys who was cut out to be a head coach. He's a he's a coordinator um, in personality, but Jeff Fisher obviously is a head man. I think he could transform that team immediately, and all of a sudden, then that division gets to be a really tough one too. I like Seattle quite a bit. Hanzus, how say you? 
Well, I kind of I like St. Louis also. I I like Fisher, and I think Bradford. Um, oh, that's your team, really? Yeah. Wow. I think I think Bradford was a guy that had a, he was a rookie of the year two years ago, and he busted up his ankle and the, got off on a bad start, and then the season was lost and everything snowballed. But you know they have some pieces there, and I'm all in on Fisher. I love Fisher, and I think Bradford is a guy that's going to return to being a quarterback on the rise in the league and someone that people view as a, a real franchise guy. I'm sorry. I didn't, I, I don't no, know. We, we didn't check with each other on our answer. So I stepped all over your stuff, no, it's Will there be any- but at least I admit it at least uh, unlike Mr. Fancy pants. <laughs> Alrighty. I admit that I'm stepping on. Yeah. The only question with them, the biggest question, at least with them is they do. They added a, some pieces defensively is they don't have a true number one wide receiver. Although I do like Steve Smith, formerly of the giants coming back two years removed right. from the knee business and Danny Amendola at least there's some some options there um and Isaiah Pede makes them the thing though for Los Angeles football fans hopefully you and I are not right because if well, they're really gonna... good it might cause a a, a, <laughs> a boon in ticket sales and then they won't want to leave well that's going to be something that hangs over them too because you saw when the Cleveland Browns moved and you remember this they started off they had Bill Belichick they started off pretty good and then yep. they they make the announcement you know hey we're moving and then the team just fell off the face of the earth, football-wise, or literally, too, until 1999. The same thing could happen in St. Louis as this stadium issue becomes bigger and bigger and then things start breaking down. And I would even wonder, too, if they if they struggle, they could end up at the top of the draft again. So let's say that they're... That just can't be. That just can't be. I, I, I mean, I hear your point, but the Vikings and Dolphins are definitely going to be worse. Okay, but... okay. The, the Vikings, maybe, but the Dolphins. But if you start thinking of, like, where they could land in the draft, and there's, there's teams ahead of them that already have their quarterback, and then they're sitting there drafting, and they're like, they have to make a decision on Sam Bradford. And, oh, look, there's Matt Barkley. And he could be playing in the same NFL stadium that he played in college because mm. the team moves back. So Very interesting. Get out there. That's so all an you, interesting All you thought. conspiracy theorists can go run with that. All right, last question of the third quarter here. How are we doing on time there, black and white tie? Two minutes. Two-minute two warning of the third quarter. Ooh, we're really getting down to it. All right, I'll, I throw this one to you, Hanzoos. Will any team take a run at an undefeated season? I don't think any team's going to go deep, but I do think the Packers have a shot to get into that zone where people start talking about it. They have a tough first six weeks. But if they get past uh, that stretch, then they have week seven, eight, nine, Rams, Jaguars, Cardinals. They'll roll into the week 10 by at 9-0. and oh. And then you could start talking about it. But I don't think it happens. Rank, how say you? Yeah, why are we ignoring the Packers who did so well last year and now they're deep? I'm not. They're be... my Super Bowl. Oh, Ooh. no. So <laughs> obviously, right. obviously they're going to be in the mix. The Patriots, if their defense, you know, which they've spent a lot of time rebuilding or a lot of draft picks, I should say, rebuilding, and that defense can come around, you know what? They'll be challenging for it, too. And you know, Belichick. Likes to go for it. He doesn't pull. He doesn't pull the you know the foot off the gas pedal. He keeps going. Sessler, how say well, you? Well, I, I agree with the New England Patriots. Uh, number one, that division uh, is just such a, a messy feel to some of those other teams. Completely New- agree with you. The Jets are going to regress. Everyone's so high on the Bills as though they're because. And I guess you know if you watched them the first month, they obviously looked like they were going to be a playoff team. But I think we're assuming a great deal to say that the Bills are definitely going to be a competitive team this year. Yeah, and I think that you know New England is schooled and going fourteen and two, thirteen and three. And the third quarter, guys. I didn't even get to answer. You said two minutes. That was like that was like uh, twenty three seconds I, ago. I don't control the clock. <laughs> All right. So you're saying Patriots. I am saying Patriots too. 
Go ahead and look at their schedule and tell me where, where the games are that they definitely don't have a chance in. I'll tell you what, though. I, the Patriots are the team most likely to take a run at it. They should be 13-3 and three or 14-2. and two. But their first game is at Tennessee, and I'm high on Jake Locker and company. Let's see how good that defense is, those new pieces that they've added there in New England, how good and how big a difference those uh, those pieces make there. One quick thing on the Patriots, other than the 07 season, they, they do have a knack for uh, little stretches of stinkers. Yes. They, you know, and th- I think they'll get caught up early in the season. Well, they'll, you know, be 6-2 and two or something, but they do have that, those, uh, that ability to stink at times. Those, they, they and the Packers, though, both have a chance to score to average about uh, 73 three points a game it seems like they could do to they could each week be what Oklahoma State was against whoever they played uh, last weekend. All right, on to the fourth quarter, bringing it in down the home stretch. This is where it counts. This is where Romo and Ryan falter. This is where <laughs> Roethlisberger and I don't know who else rise. Eli. 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 Sorry about that. Sorry there, Eli and the Giants fans. All right, we turn now to your tweets. We asked you for some, uh, some Twitter questions, and uh, let's get to those. Rank. Do you have them or do I? Oh, I have them right here. Right. I'm sorry. Franco Peralta 06 says, is it ridiculous to say that the Bears are going to have a better season than the Texans? Sessler, how say you? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's ridiculous. I mean, I think the Texans, uh, a young team, look like they're going to go out and do what they did last season. But I, I think the Bears, we've kind of already talked about this today. They didn't have their due last season because of injuries to the quarterback and the running back. That's a playoff team, so it's not ridiculous at all. Hanzoos? Not ridiculous. I think these are two 11-win teams, and everyone kind of believes for the most part that these are two good teams. So I don't think it's ridiculous to say the Bears will be better than the Texans. So, no. This is a cuckoo question, kind of. Why are we comparing yeah. these two teams there, to, uh, the the Texans, who yeah. everybody and their mother is picking to win their division? Bears are going to be a good team as well, and I, listen, I'm just going to start letting it all hang out here. That's that's what you do. You want to be a ch- you. You got to improvise a little bit. That's what Roethlisberger does when the game's on the line in January. He's improvising back there. I'm going to improvise and tell you the Texans are going all the way to the Super Bowl this year. So, wow. as good as the Bears and Cutler and Marshall and everybody else are going to be, um, the Texans are going to be better. The big the, the big mistake of the Bears in the offseason was not using that first round pick to build up their offensive line. I don't think it, that was a need pick there. To I mean they did need uh, to improve the pass rush, but the greater need, obviously, was to keep uh, Cutler safe. Rank, how say you? Yeah, it's not ridiculous. You heard me say earlier that the Bears are going to win the NFC North, so no, not ridiculous at all. All right, next question from The Crow Abides. I'm taking the Saints to win the NFC as fueled by the suspensions with Breeze at the helm. Where do y'all have them? Hand Zeus, how say Uh, y'all? No, I I think it's – I'm so done with this idea that they're going to be fueled by the suspension. They're just a good team. I mean, they're going to – they're loaded, and they have one of the best quarterbacks of his generation. They're going to win 12 games again this year, and it's not going to be because Sean Payton's giant scary photo is hanging in their practice bubble. It's because they're a good team. Well, I, my, my big concern is for them, or uh, NFL coaches, I keep saying this all off season long, if they do well, then what is the point of, a, of uh, having a, a highly paid head coach? Every thrifty owner will say, listen, I'm going to take some guy out of college to be the so-called head coach. Drew Brees is going to be the, the de facto coach, at least of the offense. You know that. It's a, it makes that division very interesting. Shiano in Tampa Bay, that team, another team, everybody said last year, oh, this is going to be a great team. Josh Freeman and everything else, they may bounce back. That is the history of the 21st century NFL. Team comes out of nowhere, looks really good, 
can't meet the expectations, fall back down, and then rise back in, uh, and then have a big bounce back the year after those high expectations. That's a Carolina. I don't think uh, the Saints are going to be a very good team this year. I think they they don't go to the playoffs rank. They're going to they're be about 500, and I still have the Panthers winning the division, so no playoffs for the Saints. All right, I got a question, though. This one comes in, and uh, most likely to get fired, Andy Reid, Rex Ryan, or Black Tie. <laughs> it is the uh, the Twitter handle that's uh, sweeping the globe. Fire Black Tie, at Fire Black Tie there. Um, but uh, Black and White Tie is, is doing business today. I, yeah. I kind of like it. I, He's uh, going to be a good replacement official. Reed, I like it. <laughs> Rex Ryan, or Black Tie. Can any of those guys get fired? Right, can I throw one more at you? Sure. Is uh, who sent that one in? We should ask that one. Oh, it's you know what? You know, look who sent that in. It's Black Tie himself. I. It's right. You solved the riddle. He's self-promoting. This is yes. he likes this. He likes yes, the heat course. it gets. He likes being a controversial. He's figure. trying to. He's trying to generate heat. My question is this: or, or the the guy who I think is is legitimately in trouble is Shanahan. They better do well this year. He better. Oh, yeah. RG three better look really good this year. That offense. There better be some real promise by the end of the year. How much longer can they uh, tolerate that? Hanzus. Um, I think that, um, first of all, I think Black Tie is going to keep his job, but after a, a chat with Blue Tie in the office last week, there are a lot of internet creepers that really <laughs> took a liking to her, took a shine to her. So she's got a lot of heat right now. So just look out for that, Black Tie. And they haven't even seen the baby blues. No, they haven't. So, but I'm looking at yours, and they ain't half bad either, Hansen. <laughs> nice as eyes, class of 98. Um, no, but uh, back <laughs> nice to the topic at hand. Uh, I think Andy Reid is is fine. You know they love him. He's loved in house there. Rex, it's going to have to be a complete abomination. Could uh, be, but it could be. I mean, and there are there seems to be some fraying between the bond between him and Tannenbaum. That's just something to uh, keep an eye on during the season. So Rex is my dark horse to get canned. Rank, it's Rex Ryan to me. Seems like he's in George Costanza mode, just trying to get fired. Because he had that thing, like, I don't see myself getting fired, which is a, a call to please fire me. Like, I expect to see him driving around Jets Park with the Super Bowl three trophy tied to his car, and he's got the bullhorn. He's like, Joe Namath was a hack, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Just please, Rex, leave the bodysuit at home. We don't need to see that. All right, here we go. We're in the very final throws of the preseason Pretty much, as you you should be listening to this. I should have said this at the top. You should have started this podcast 60 minutes before kickoff on Wednesday night, or if you want to hold it till later in the week, Sunday morning. You should have listened to this right up till the ball gets kicked off here. Here we go now, fellas. Real quick, mm-hmm. playoff teams, can you list them off the top of your head for it? I'm going to start with you, Adam Rank. Let's go. Here's what we'll do. We'll go real fast. AFC East. Patriots. Sessler. Patriots. Hanzoos. Patriots and Jets. Patriots, and you say the Jets get a wild card. Yes. That second part is incorrect. But, uh, yeah. all right, we agree the Patriots are going to dominate that division. Next, AFC South. Sessler. I have Texans. 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 Texans is correct. Also and Titans the Titans. Oh, yeah. you and me on the same page on that one. Titans get one of those wild cards. All right. AFC West. Hanzoos. Let's go Broncos. Chiefs. Right. I have Chiefs. I have the Chiefs as well. All right, good for us. Um, and lastly, AFC North rank. Raven. I've got Steelers and Baltimore with the second wild card. Hands Same it. thing. Really? Everybody's high on the Steelers. I just don't see it this year. I think no. they'll be fine. Maybe 9-7. and seven. 
but maybe they'll be. Uh, let's hope that you guys are right. I'm going to stick with my pick of the Bengals. Let's see what happens. Hopefully they can get right there. I, I, I like that defense quite a bit there. And I like uh, the danger that A.J. Green and Jermaine Gresham and so on are going to uh, cause in the second for uh, for uh, and for uh, Ed Reed and Troy Palomalo. They're going to be a little overmatched at uh, at this stage in their career. I go with the Bengals one and the Ravens get that second wild card. I say that the Texans emerge from the AFC. They're your, going to be your AFC rep down in New Orleans at the Super Bowl rank. I'll say you on that. My AFC rep is the Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh, that is bold. Matt Mine Castle. is the New England Patriots. Texans. Texans, yeah. Texans, yeah. Pretty good. All right, so now, NFC will start in the E. Sessler, how say you? I give that to the Giants. The Giants. Good pick. Hanzoos. G-Men with Dallas getting the wild card. I'm going Eagles. Cowboys. Cowboys. Bold. Mm-hmm. Bold. No wild cards. Nobody else. I, actually, got... I have Philly as a wild card. Philly as a wild I card. I have Dallas as a wild card. Okay. Um, let's go NFC South. Hanzoos, how say you? Saints. Panthers. New Orleans. Falcons is the correct answer there. NFC. So do we all go? Do we all take one <laughs> different? Did we? Yeah, we. Yeah. Uh, that's the first one. So I guess that makes that the uh, division of death. There that has to be. Yeah, um, somebody's right. NFC North rank. I'll say you Bears with the Packers and Lions in the playoffs. I have Bears for the division winner with the Packers as a wild card. Packers with Bears as the wild card. I'm with Hanzoos, Packers, and Bears. The Lions are going to have a very disappointing season. Eight and eight at best. They have a terrible, terrible back seven there behind the uh, potentially dominant front four there. Let's see what they do. Burning their tree. That's how you behave yourself all off season long. That's not gonna. <laughs> that ain't gonna jive in the NFL. Um, and then we have the uh, NFC West. Hanzoos, how say you? Niners. Niners is correct. 49ers. I, oh, by the way, Niners is correct, and the Seahawks get that uh, get that last uh, wild card there. I have the same as you. Do I you? Have, yeah. You and I, so Sessler and I in lockstep there, and who is the Super Bowl representative out of the NFC rank? Packers. I've got Niners. Packers. I go Packers. I say Packers defeat the Houston Texans to get back to where they should have been a year ago. They, they got to be sick in the belly about what they missed out, the great opportunity they had last year. They get it done this year. And Aaron Rodgers is your MVP, your defensive MVP from Damashek. JPP, Jason Pierre, Paul, rank, how say you, Super Bowl and MVP. Super Bowl win will go to the Packers who beat the Chiefs in a rematch of Super Bowl one. Oh yeah. And my MVP will be Peyton Manning. Really? Wow. Because they've already voted for it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, bold. I have Patriots over 49ers, MVP Tom Brady, Belichick retires. Really? Oh, yeah. Juicy. See, that's bold. That's good and bold. Hanzoos? I I actually also have the Packers winning, and I, I'll say this also: like you, you want to talk on motivation. Motivation is what happened to them in January. A loaded team that mm-hmm. crapped the bed in, at home against the Giants. That's motivation. The Saints, you know, having a cheating scandal or the the bounty scandal. That's not motivation. Losing that way at home in the playoffs. Yes, I think you. Better. I think McCarthy on down learned a lesson last year. You do not take your foot off the brake. You have, you for better or worse. Injuries are a possibility, yes, but you must keep your foot on. If, if you let up, especially a rhythm offense like that, you doom yourself just like the pay, the, like the uh, the Colts did long ago. What was that? End of the game, guys. It's over. That's it's fine because you know what? Black and white tie, joke's on you because we got it all done. We got every question in, didn't we, Black Tie? Hey, 
Good job. Good Listen, job, guys. You know what? We're professionals, and I think we're all champions. And I think we've answered everything you need to know for the 2012 NFL season. Real quick, 89, we got to do it. It's a matter of business now. We're not tending to a game anymore. It's mm-hmm. it's the post game. Quickly, rank. Who's the best 89? Jericho Cotchery? Fred Dreyer. Fred Dreyer, all right. I, well, I love that. You know, I love that handsome royal blue and gold uh, jersey of, uh, of the L.A. Rams gone by. I'm going to go my favorite Cleveland Brown, Ice Cube McNeil. I'm trying to think, isn't there? Oh, Benny Cunningham I could go with. Benny Cunningham who caught a... Uh, what number was Reggie Rucker? 33. That's right. Exactly. Why do you ask? No, I just was trying to remember what number he was. Uh, B- Benny Cunningham caught a uh, caught a flea flicker touchdown pass against your Browns in Three River Stadium, and I was there as a child to see it. Sessler, terrible. Yeah, you might. Yeah. <laughs> Did they all just run together now? Oh, it's just an ugly fever dream at this point. Hands us any eighty nines. I'm forgetting here. Uh, was Dreyer Hunter? Was he? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll go with the guy that had the NBC Hunter. hit. Hunter. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but I think we got to go. Uh, I think we got to go. Benny Cunningham. We have to, because you know why? It's uh, oh, you know what? We got to go, Mike Ditka. That's who's the best eighty-nine uh, ever. Okay, so we'll uh, go, Ditka. Um, and uh, all right, with all that being said, I think we've said all there is to say. It's now time for action. Begin the 2012 season. Hit the song, Black Tie. We'll be back later in the week. We're going to be talking with Stevie Johnson. Be on the lookout for the new NFL animation. The shame reports there. Ranks. Uh, swell work and the around the league stuff up to the minute. Too much to tease there because uh, whatever's happening in the NFL, Hanzus and Sessler and uh, Greg Rosenthal and Hathaway and everybody else are uh, are yapping about it there. Did you I'm- say Anne Hathaway? <laughs> we got tips, surprisingly wow. cheap tips from the grave um she's updating us on she's, she's oh not Anne hathaway <laughs> i was gonna say what did i miss i'm thinking of mrs robinson who played mrs robinson and margaret no no no, no, no. Uh, and bancroft and bancroft, oh, bancroft. That's right. <laughs> hathaway's still alive and kicking yeah she's off in italy with uh with christian bale right isn't right, that, isn't right. that yes, where that we saw real. her last story goes um all right so yes black tie instead of i love the ewok song but today let's go out again with uh with the great work by the one-man house band dick banks will be back with stevie johnson for you later in the week be on the lookout for that in the meantime thanks so much football fans it's been a thin slice of heaven It's the footballiest time of the year. With quarterbacks throwing and tailgaters ready for some brats and beer. It's the footballiest time of the year. It's the pig, pig skinniest season of all. With Tebow Tebowing and Mile High Payton's throwing, it's time for football. It's the pig, pig skinniest time of the Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. 
The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max Powertrain Unlimited and Platinum Trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. When the time comes to plan your next big getaway, know we got a destination idea for you. Orlando. Just think about it. The thrills at their 15 world-class theme parks, followed by awesome outdoor adventures, amazing food festivals, and top-notch dining spots. Orlando has all that and much more than you'd expect. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. That's visitorlando.com for everything you need for an amazing getaway. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 